Thank you, everyone, for being here today. Um, I have a word on my heart, and as I was meditating on it this morning, it's a word you're familiar with, but I want to unpack it a little. It's the most popular, well-known psalm in the entire Bible, and that would be Psalm... Very good. Psalm 23. And really, it's just the first phrase that captured my heart. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. Everyone knows that really well. Everyone say after me, the Lord... Incredible. You guys are prophetic because your pastor's prophetic. You finished the sentence before I even asked you to do that. That's amazing. The Lord is my shepherd. And you know, just if you wait on those words, you'll understand what it means. The Lord was and will be, but he is. He's present and he's personal. He's my shepherd. He's right now and he's mine. It's one thing to believe that one day he could be, and he certainly may be, that pastor's shepherd or that leader's shepherd, but I want you to walk home today knowing the Lord right now is your personal. The Lord is my shepherd. The rest of the psalm is weighted, loaded, beautiful. It's not just a perfect picture. There's highs and lows. There's enemies. There's valleys. There's sadness. There's gladness. There's, it ends good, and there's amazing things that happen, but Psalm 23 is like life, but the entirety of life hinges on the first phrase, the Lord is my shepherd. Today, make sure you leave, even if you don't know a lot about the rest of your future, know one thing about it, that the Lord is your shepherd, and if you can walk home knowing the Lord is my shepherd, there's a lot that will follow that'll be good. It'll end with goodness and mercy following you all the days of your life as you dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And in fact, because it's so well known, I want us to meditate on the weight of it by reading it out together. It is a great thing to listen to the word. It's another thing to declare it. And because it's well known, you probably don't even need the scripture on the back, but it's there in case you need it. So with the best CFT and harmony you can ever muster, do justice to this incredible worship team that you have. And let's read Psalm 23 in unison. Can we try that? Three, two, one. The Lord. He makes me to lie down. He restores my. For his name's sake. Yea, though I walk, for you are with me, your rod. You prepare a table before me my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Can you give God praise for who he is? Amen. If you ever did any pre-marriage counseling, they sh you would have learned a lot. One of the things they should tell you, or should have told you, and if it's, and it's not too late, you can probably learn it today. Avoid, at all costs, whatever you say to your spouse, avoided an argument using the words never or always because no matter how bad they are no matter how awkward it is it's rarely never and it's rarely always in fact it's never never and it's never always so if you're trying to make a point to your spouse and you want them to change 
Avoid never and always. So when, you know, your spouse screams at you, you never pick up the towel from the floor. This is a testimony. I'm like, honey, I rarely pick up the towel from the floor. I don't never. And even though you want me to pick up the towel more, I was listening to your thought and your argument until you said never. And because you said never, you didn't give credibility to the three times I did pick up the towel from the floor in the last decade. And so as a result, I can't listen to what you're saying anymore. And I'm just helping you make an argument to your spouse. Just say you rarely pick up the towel and you're correct. And they'll go, oh, I feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I will start picking up the towel. But if you say words like never, you turn your point into a lie because it's, re it's no one is never anything or always anything. You always have a bad attitude when we go to my parents' house. No. Most of the time I have a bad attitude when I go to your parents' house. But because you said I always have a bad attitude... I, you've lost me. So avoid the word never and always and your marriage is going to be a lot better. That's for free. But really that's just the subtext of what I really want to say because this Psalm, Psalm 23, I want to give you some absolutes. There's some nevers you can declare if the Lord is your shepherd that is found in the Psalm. Never say it to your spouse, but you can take it to the bank when you're talking about your God. If the Lord is your shepherd, I'm going to give you some absolutes you can say. Ready? Number one, you can declare with all confidence, I'm never lost. Not, I'm, I'm rarely lost. I'm never lost. If the Lord is your shepherd, you're never lost. Now, you might not know where you are. That does not mean you're lost if the Lord is your shepherd. Because even though you can't explain where you are, the one you're following knows exactly where he is at. And if he's not lost, you're not lost if you're following him. If today I got into a car and drove on the right side of the road, because I come from the side of the world that you drive on the other side. And, and I got in the car and I went to uh, Dr. Michael and Mary's house, and I don't know where the house is, and I just start following them. But if I, you know, if you, you, Pastor Mary's doing a lot of driving these days, and so she's driving, and I get behind her, and I just follow. It's such a wonderful journey. I'll end up at their house. Why? Because I'm following do I know how to get there? No. Will I end up there? Yes. Why? If you have a shepherd and you keep following, you're never lost. You might not be able to explain the directions to anyone else. I might, I'll end up at their house and then, and then you might call me and say, hey Mark, are you at Dr. Michael's house? Yes. Can you give me directions? No. I, 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 I can't. Yeah, but how, you're there, right? Yes. How did you get there? I just kept following the shepherd. You know, when you're at a certain age of life and someone 10 years younger says, tell me about the decisions you made and how you ended up where you're, you know, it's, it's well-meaning. You can give them principles and you can teach them stuff. But really, if you're following God, he's got a path that is so unique for you. But I want to declare to you that you're never lost. You might feel like you're in a season where you don't know exactly where you're at and how you're meant to get to the next stage or the next season. And you might feel lost, but you're not lost because following God is not about where you're going, it's about who you're following. 
and who you're following knows where he's going. So you can with all confidence declare, if the Lord is my shepherd, I'm never lost. Everyone say, I'm never lost. The anxiety we carry is often a byproduct of the fact that we think we're in charge. In fact, the title of my message is Give the Shepherd His Job Back. Give the shepherd, if the Lord is my shepherd, give him his job back. He's not unemployed, but it's so often we take the weight of his job off him and we then carry the weight. The reason I can enjoy the drive to Pastor Mary's house is I'm not the shepherd. I'm just following. I just get the privilege of an anxious free journey. I contrast that with the journey I had when a couple of years ago I drove in New Zealand. I don't live in New Zealand. I hired a car. It was old enough just to have a GPS and old enough to not be an up-to-date GPS. It was also the foggiest day in Auckland's history and I had to drive about an hour. It was the most harrowing experience of my life because I, all the weight was on me. I had to navigate my way through it. I thank God he's not an out-of-date GPS system. I'm glad that you can not go in 2023. Is the Bible real? Is it relevant? Is it up-to-date? Because I want to tell you that even though translations will change, God says, I'm the God who changes not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is not an out-of-date GPS system. You can absolutely guarantee that even though there'll be twists and turns, detours, and things that go in ways that you didn't expect, one thing you can declare with confidence, I'm never lost. You can't say never to your spouse, but you can say this about God. I'm never lost because the Lord is my shepherd. You know, to be anxious about anything, the word anxious means to have a divided mind. The word anxious means to have a divided mind. To have a divided mind is simply the byproduct of having two shepherds. Give the shepherd his job back. And there's only one shepherd. And enjoy the journey. Enjoy the privilege of following. You know, people look at that that video or watch the story of our church and go, man, there's a lot of pressure. I've had round tables at pastor's meetings and where they're like, how do you sleep at night? I'm like, on my side, I roll over. Like, I, well, what they imply is they think I'm leading that thing. I'm just following. I, you know what I do every now and then? I wake up and more, more often these days. God, I just give you your job back. In case I took it off you. In case I took the GPS. In ta- case I took the compass. In case I took the, the, the Google Maps. I give it back to you because you're in charge and you're my shepherd. And if I'm following you, I know it's going to be all right. I'm not lost because if the Lord is my shepherd, I'm never lost. There are people here today that you might feel lost. I want to tell you you're not lost. If the Lord is your shepherd. There's a, there's a verse that says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That's not because he, you've got the, the, like a felt tip on the rod. It's not like a comfortable rod. Your rod and your staff, oh, that's so nice when it rubs against my shoulder. No, no, no. That's not the comfort. This is what it means. I'm comforted by the fact that you have a rod and a staff. And what would happen is the shepherd would lead the sheep, but sometimes the sheep would go astray, but never outside the realm of the reach of the shepherd's rod. And no matter how far your child goes, no matter how far you go, you heard Pastor Matthew share so transparently and beautifully, what a journey this church has had, what a journey 
your pastor's had what a journey. And yet all along, God was the shepherd in the worst times and in the best times. And that's why even though it felt like hell, you can always declare, I'm not lost. I'm never lost. If the Lord is my shepherd, your rod and your staff, I'm comforted by the fact you have a rod, you have a staff. I'm comforted by the fact you're with me all the days of my life. Do you know the the idea that you're not lost is not the byproduct of a mantra of just repetitive positive speech. I'm not lost, I'm not lost, I'm not lost, I'm not lost, I'm not lost. You're clearly lost, but you're just saying, I'm not lost, I'm not lost. That is not how you know you're never lost. You know you're never lost, not because of repetitive mantra. You know you're never lost because of the presence of the peace of God. Anyone ever been in a situation where you have no idea how you're going to navigate the future, but you have this tremendous sense of God's peace. And you know, the worst thing about that is you can't explain it to anyone else. You know, when, when I have, you know, in, in a couple of months, we have our leaders advance where Pastor Michael will be coming, joining us by, you know, in Malaysia. And we have 250 staff that will be sitting there all gathering in the room from all over the world for the first time since the pandemic, waiting to hear the vision for the next 10 years. And I'm like, Jesus, I don't know where we're going. How do you follow someone who doesn't know where they're going? Perfectly, provided he has a shepherd. Because if you have a shepherd, you can lead anybody through anything because your shepherd knows exactly where he's going. I'm never lost. You can also say, take it to the bank, that not only is the presence of peace the guarantee you're never lost, you can also say, if the Lord is your shepherd, I'm never lonely. I'm never lonely. You might feel lonely, but you're never alone because he says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Your husband might have left you. Your parents might have neglected you. Your boss might have left you. Someone might have walked away from your life that you loved. But you're never lonely because you're never alone. And when your feelings feel lonely, say, the Lord is my shepherd. I'm never alone. There's a big difference between isolation and solitude. Isolation is me by myself. Solitude is me with God. There's nothing wrong with enjoying your own company. <laughs> you know, some people, they see me walking, talking to myself a lot. They're like, you're talking to yourself. I'm like, it's sometimes the only way to get an intelligent conversation. But that's, that's not true. We're very intelligent friends. Um, but but there's, there's, a, there's an absolute sense of, if, if peace is the reason you know you're never lost, his presence is the reason you know you're never lonely. One of them, I love the worship of this house. You can feel the beauty of God's rich presence where people feel no restriction. You can sleep in his presence. You can dance in his presence. There's joy in his presence. But I tell you what, you're not in his presence ever alone. You might be single saying, man, it feels lonely. You might feel like nobody really understands your journey, but you're not alone. You know, one of the things we can do as leaders even, we can tend to glorify the uniqueness of our own journey. Nobody knows what I've gone through. Yeah, my journey is different to yours. Everyone's journey is different, but you know, just like our DNA, we're 99% the same. 
We all have a heart. We all have a soul. We all have a body. We all want to be loved. We all want to be accepted. We all want to be celebrated. We all want to find purpose. We all want to live our lives without the people we care about. There's so much in common we all have. But what happens is the enemy will try and get you to magnify and glorify how unique your journey is that nobody gets you just to put you into a place of pity or put you into a place of feeling sorry for yourself. Oh, nobody really knows what I'm going through. That's fine for all the other people who are excited this service, but not for me. No, you can declare if the Lord is your shepherd, I'm never lost and I'm never lonely because I have the peace of God. I have the presence of God. And there's something about that that should, you know, you read the psalm, it literally says, he leads me. He's there in the valley of the shadow of death. Even in the presence of my enemies, he's there. I dwell in the house of the Lord. He's never going to leave you so you can take it to the bank. You can't say it to your spouse, but you can declare over God, I'm never lonely because the Lord is my shepherd. Married, I'm never lonely. Single, I'm never lonely. Widowed, I'm never lonely. Employed, I'm never lonely. Unemployed, I'm never lonely. Young, I'm never lonely. Old, I'm never lonely. Fully employed or fully retired, I'm never lonely. Empty nesters, I'm never lonely. No matter what season in life, you can take it to the bank. I'm never lost and I'm never lonely if the Lord is my shepherd. Thirdly, you can say this if the Lord is your shepherd. Number three, I'm never late. I'm never late. If the Lord is your shepherd, you're never late. Now, this is not a get-out-of-jail-free card for your lack of punctuality. Well, pastor last week said, the preacher said, if the Lord's my shepherd, I'm never late. So the fact that I come 20 minutes after the service starts, don't worry, I'm never late. No, that is not what this means. This is speaking more about the seasons of your life. We all have seasons, and the problem we do is we compare ourselves to one another. And we see, look, by this age, I should be at this stage. I should, be, I should have been married by this stage. I should have kids by this stage. By this point, my ministry should be this, or my business should be that, or I should have achieved this, or A, B, and C. And the problem with that is we get this sense of rush, and then we hurry ourselves through seasons because we feel like I'm not where I should be. Thank God I'm not where I used to be, but I'm not where I should be. But I want to tell you, if the Lord is your shepherd, you're not missing out on anything. You're never late. There are delays that will come. The pandemic was a giant global delay, but we're never late if the Lord is our shepherd. I wanted to get married at 21. I got married at 31. There was nothing wrong with me at 21. In fact, I was a fine specimen at 21. You look at me now and laugh, but... Don't just think 27 years ago, think 27 kilos ago. I was incredible. And really there was no reason I shouldn't have been married at 21. But the Lord knew the amazing woman he had for me, and she clearly wasn't ready, so she needed to get her ready. But she's not here. She's asleep, safely 20,000 kilometers away, so I can tell you. But she's, she's such a gift. And the, the beauty of this journey is that despite the fact I thought, do you know, I was, t I was telling the first service, I, I, I was best man nine times as a single guy. 
all my, I'm the eldest of four, my younger sister got married, my younger brother got married, all my friends got married. And you know, we went to that bridal party. The first time it was a real privilege. But about the fourth or fifth time it started to get expensive. They're like, by the ninth time, I didn't want to be there. And, and I'm like, God, I'm so late. My season, what's happening? People say to me, you know, stop being sorry for yourself. Start mentoring some people. You know, all your friends are married, all your friends have kids, but you start mentoring people. Okay, all right. So I started mentoring these people 10 years younger than me. They started getting married. I was like... (laughs) But don't compare your journey to anyone else's. You are like nobody else on the planet. So while I said in the last point, don't glorify the uniqueness of your own journey, I want to tell you there is a uniqueness to your journey. And I want to tell you also that if the Lord is your shepherd, even though someone might seem ahead of you, you're never late if the Lord is your shepherd. You know, when you think about seasons that you wish you could rush through, I'm sure the, the sh- you know, it says he prepares a table in the presence of my enemies. Like if you were in an enemy season, you wanted to rush by quicker. But no, shepherd's like, sit down, have a meal. Like, can we have a table in the presence of my friends? No, this is a great time to have a meal. Sit down. But Lord, it's all my enemies. Can you, can you make the pandemic go faster? Can you make the mortgage dissolve quicker? And he says, Let's relax. You're not late. Because I'm your shepherd. I'm leading you every step of the way. Do you know the thing about Jesus when you read the Gospels? You never see him rushed. You never see him in a hurry. There is no scripture where he, he, he runs. He like, it's not like after these things the Lord bolteth, he tooketh off. <laughs> it doesn't happen. His friend's dying and he's like, yeah, I'll just wait a couple of days. He's going to Jairus' house and he's like, oh, okay, the woman's taking a long time. All right, let's listen to the whole story. He's just not rushed. He moves at his own pace. He, the Lord never ran, which is why I don't believe in running either. But, but, but the reality is this, if he's leading you and he's not rushed, when we start taking up, speeding up, who are we overtaking? Who are we following? If the Lord is never rushed, it does not mean we shouldn't have a sense of urgency. I'm not talking about the sense of punctuality, and I'm not talking about the fact that there are seasons to, to move and to execute, and to, there's windows. Of, but think about what God is like. And if you can follow his presence, you're never lost, you're never lonely, and you're never late. There's a wonderful assurance for people here today that you might feel, man, I... It's brought heaviness and discouragement. Do you know, here's the sign you need to give the shepherd his job back. If you're feeling anxious, give the shepherd his job back. If you're feeling lonely, give the shepherd his job back. If you're feeling left out, I want you to know there's purpose in the wilderness. There's a meaning That will only make sense many years from now. But if the Lord is my shepherd, 
I wouldn't use this word for my spouse, but I'll take it to the bank with my God. I'm never lost, I'm never lonely, and I'm never late. You know, I don't know how many times in all the various countries, we different parts, we wanted to buy a building there or we wanted to start something somewhere and it didn't get happen, the plans got foiled. You know, one thing I've started to really fundamentally believe, I've never seen now, probably more now than I've ever seen, closed doors to me are not rejection, it's protection. It's protection. If for some reason that didn't come through, that building didn't happen, for some of you that relationship didn't happen, Maybe God was protecting you, not man rejecting you. And if you start to see that God was protecting me, why can I say that? That's not just to feel good about myself. I have a shepherd. I have a shepherd, so he's going to lead me, and I'm going to trust him. And if things were not meant to be, well, guess what? I'm not late for my destiny. I'm not late for my appointment. I'm not late for my assignment. Why? Because I have a shepherd, so I will now look at every circumstance through different filters because I have a shepherd. And just like the difference between me driving to Pastor Mary's house comfortably, not being anxious because I follow versus me driving in New Zealand panicking because I'm leading, give the shepherd his job back. Give the shepherd his job back. Number four, finally, I'll never lack. If the Lord is your shepherd, you can say with all confidence, in fact, let's try it together. Say, I'm never lost. I'm never lonely. I'm never late. And I'll never lack. Say it again, I'm never lost, I'm never lonely, I'm never late, and I'll never lack. Look at your neighbor, say, you're never lost, you're never lonely, you're never late, and you'll never lack. That is the truth if God is your shepherd. That is the truth if the Lord is leading you. And His peace will ensure you never feel lost. His presence will ensure you never feel lonely. His purpose will ensure you're never late. And his provision will ensure you never lack. Listen to the psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. That's the first words that come after the absolute foundation that God is my shepherd. I'll never be in want. I might not be Elon Musk or Bill Gates, but I'll never lack. Oh, but you weren't there when I had no food. You're here today. You made it somehow. You might have had to fast a bit. You might have had to rationalize a bit. You might have had to borrow a bit. But you made it today. You're here. Children of Israel never lacked, but they still longed for something else. If the Lord is your shepherd, you can take it to the bank. I will not rarely, I'll never lack. In fact, he says, my cup runs over. I shall not want. Goodness and mercy will follow me. I don't have to follow it. It will follow me. That is a sign that God's provision is in your life. His favor is on your life. But that is not a promise for everyone. That's only those who say the Lord is my shepherd. And maybe today that's the decision you need to make. Today you need to say I surrender my life. I give you your job back. You are my shepherd. I'm not in charge of my finances. I'm not. I, you might be the breadwinner. You might be the, the, the main income stream. You might be the CEO but he's still the shepherd he's still the one that causes it to rain upon the righteous and the unrighteous God is still the one who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all you can ask think or imagine 
You can declare with confidence, if God is my shepherd, I'll never lack. The fear of poverty, the fear that I'll run out is not my future. It's not my future. It's not who I am. I remember the first time I met a billionaire, B, like he's on the Forbes list. It was about seven years ago. We're good friends today, but that first meeting was harrowing because I was intimidated. Like, I didn't even know how to, like, he's a nice guy. He's Croatian, New Zealand, it's, and I met him in Malaysia. He flew to KL, he'd heard about our church, and he wanted to meet me. And I'm like, what does this guy want to meet me for? I Googled him, he's like, oh my gosh, I, he, it's, it's crazy. And I had to act like I do this sort of thing all the time because that's what you got to do when you meet, like, really uh, established, rich, famous people. So, you know, I, I wore my best clothes, and he'd, he'd hired out the entire top floor of the most expensive hotel in Malaysia, in KL, um, as you do. And so I, I, I turned up, met his assistant on the ground floor, never even been to this hotel. They take me up to the top floor through all the, you know, and he's really down to earth, really nice person. And you know, I'm nervous, I'm pretending I'm not. And I'm like, what do I say to her? This is the richest guy I've ever met in my life by far. He's worth like so much, I don't even know, I can't even count how much he's worth. And, and, and what do I say? So I, I'm a pastor, you know how to talk to people, come on, say something. You know, I used to be a lawyer, I used to talk to people, I, I still talk to people, say something. So I just sort of fumbled my way, I was like, hi, nice to meet you, nice to meet you. Um, so um, how long are you here for? Which I thought was just a sensible question, because that's what you ask when you meet someone who's flown into your country and they've just turned up. Like, you know, I meet people today, how long are you in Arizona for? How long are you in Phoenix for? It's a, it's a good question, thank you for asking. I asked him, how long are you here for? And he just looked at me strange. I'm thinking, what, what's wrong? I didn't, what's wrong with what I said? I just said, how long are you here for? And he wasn't being arrogant, he just looked at me and said, oh, I guess as long as I want to be. <laughs> See, and you know why that's strange for us? Because we have a thing called budgets. <laughs> and I'm doing the math of how much this top floor of this hotel would cost. And thinking, I could be here. I'd, I'd be able to stay for about oh, 30 minutes. <laughs> but I'm like, this guy has no material need. And so he was just stunned by my question. But he was very polite. He's like, oh, no, whenever I leave. And I didn't get the hint. I doubled down. <laughs> yeah, like, so when, when does your, when, like, when's your flight? When? <laughs> he just sort of smiles like, yeah, I, I own the plane. That's right. I'm like, shut up, Mark. Just listen. Say nothing. And you know, what seemed like a common question was so... He, but he had this ease about him. Like he had no flight to catch. I mean, you know, we, we ever seen people scrambling through the airport? When you own the plane, you don't have to rush. When you can hire the top floor as long as you want, you don't have to think, oh, I've only got three days for this holiday. Oh, maybe we could stretch a fourth. And for the next four hours, I sat and talked with him and just listened. And as I heard him talk, you could feel, I actually tangibly, I can't explain this without, I don't want to overstate it, but I felt different when I walked out of the, that, that building. I felt like, 
He didn't give me any money. It wasn't anything. In fact, he asked me to pray for his knee. He was having some surgery. And I remember thinking, life is so beautiful. Walking at a whole new pace. <laughs> People like, Jemima was like, honey, where have you been? I'm like, wherever. <laughs> She's texting me, what time are you coming home? Whenever. I just wanted to be like my new friend. <laughs> but I tell you, I felt tangibly different as I walked out of the building, and I thought about this. I thought if that's how I left, after spending four hours in the presence of someone who didn't have material lack, how should I leave the presence of God when I've spent time in the presence of a God who literally lacks nothing. If being in the presence of a finite human with flaws and problems could change my outlook and my peace, how, much, how can we leave the presence of God with anxiety and stress? It meant we weren't really spent, it wasn't solitude, it was isolation. You might have sung the songs, you might have come to church, you might have sat in the seats, but really today we want to leave saying, Lord, you are my shepherd. I'm never lost, I'm never lonely, I'm never late, and I'll never lack. I'm never lost, I'm never lonely, I'm never late, and I'll never lack. Lord, your peace, your presence, your purpose comes alive in my heart. Why don't we stand, in fact? Let's stand all over this auditorium because I know in the few minutes we have left the Lord wants to lift burdens off lives. You might be here today and as I've been speaking you relate to the lack or you relate to the lost or you relate to the lonely or you relate to the sense of being late for a season. You've been feeling the weight of it and I'm not here to condemn anybody. I'm here to tell everybody give the shepherd his job back. You heard Pastor Candace share a lovely story about her anxiety around her kids. In other words for what God was really saying to her was darling give the shepherd his job back how about I be the shepherd how about I be the one who provides for your kids how be I the one to take care of your life there is something about the father today that genuinely wants to dissolve the anxiety but you got to start by giving him his job back I know he's not unemployed but today lifting your hands looks like surrender so all over this auditorium if whether it's it's in any of those areas as I've been speaking the word you're like you know what I've been feeling anxious anxious I've got a divided mind shepherd have your job back. I've been feeling lonely. I've been feeling like I've been left apart. You know what, shepherd, you have your job back. I've been feeling like I've missed out and I look at others and I think, God, where has my season gone? Shepherd, you can have your job back. I've been looking at my finances. I've been looking at my resource and I'm feeling like I shouldn't be where I, shepherd, you can have your job back. Today, all over this auditorium, hands are raised from front to back, from left to right, because there's a shepherd who loves you. The Lord is your shepherd. So today, Lord, we want to yield to you. We want to surrender to you. We want to give everything we have to you. We want to yield completely to you. You know, while everyone is in this moment of prayer, there might be people here today and you have never given your heart to Jesus. See, this message is not a feel-good message for anyone it's not a get-out-of-jail card for those who want to live like a criminal. It's the promise to everyone who can declare, the Lord is my shepherd. 
And maybe you need to make the Lord your shepherd. You know, I thought about this. Maybe the most important word in the whole psalm is the word Lord. God has many names. He says, when you pray, call me Father. He's healer. He's Savior. He's King. He's Provider. But out of all the names, the one that's supposed to lead and guide me and guide you is the Lord. It's the name we don't really like because it's the name that directs. It's the name that directs. It's the name that dictates. You, you know, he says, listen, this is what I want you to do with your finance, with your time, with your unforgiveness, with your burden, with your issue, with your sickness. The Lord is my shepherd. The healer is my shepherd would be amazing. The provider, my shepherd, is, is real fun. The Savior is my shepherd. Is I'll, I'll have that any day. But the Lord, the Lord the Lord. Today, maybe the simple price tag is complete surrender. And so lift your hands towards the heaven all over this auditorium. Lord, you be our shepherd. Lord, even the parts where we've gripped our iron will and our desires so tightly, we release it. I thank you, God, that there's not one person in this entire auditorium that has not got your gaze, that has not got your attention. And so today, Lord, we just want to declare peace presence, purpose, and provision. Peace, presence, purpose, and provision. We declare peace. We declare presence. We declare purpose. We declare provision. We declare provision. We declare purpose. We declare peace. We declare presence. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that tattered garments are falling to the wayside. Heavy burdens are being lifted, and today, people are walking out with a shepherd. People are walking out, Lord, you can have your job back. You can take charge. Lord, my future is in your hands. You hold the future. You're riding it all together. Lord, we thank you. You're the Alpha. You're the Omega. You're the beginning. You're the end. You're the first. You're the last. You're writing our story. You're holding it all together. You're the author. You're the perfecter. So even now, I thank you, Lord, you're breaking anxiety off people's lives. I thank you right now that anxiety, you have no right to remain. Let the people of God go. That they would know peace. They would know the assurance that you are with them, Lord. And if there are people today that need to give their hearts to Jesus, I believe there are. I believe there are. I believe there are. In fact, just put your hands down for a second. If there are people today, it's not even about giving the shepherd his job back. You need to actually recommit your life to the shepherd. Maybe for the first time, maybe you need to do it after many, many years. And in this amazing panoramic auditorium, while every eye is closed, every head is bowed, and every believer is in prayer, people need to come home today. People, you need to say, you know what, Mark, you're talking to me. I need to make the Lord my shepherd. I, 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 I've walked away. And you know what? I, I like the Savior. I like the Father. I like the healer. I like the provider. But today I want him to be my Lord. He died on the cross as your Savior. But today he invites you to follow him. He invites you to go after him. He invites you to rededicate your life to him. If you're here today and you're saying, you know what? Today that's me. I need to give my heart to God. I don't want to embarrass you. I just want to include you. All over this auditorium, the count of three. I just want you to slip up your hand right where you are and say, yeah, that's me. That's me. That's me. I just want you to slip up your hand to acknowledge your need.
to rededicate your life to God. If that's you, I want you to slip it up at the count of three. One, two, three. Just slip it up with his hands all over this auditorium that are raised to heaven right now. And so I want us all across this auditorium to join these wonderful people, these beautiful people who have responded to God today. I want us to pray with faith. I want us to pray together. I want us to pray as family. So just put your hand on your heart and let's all pray this prayer together. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I give you my whole heart. I'm sorry for my sin and doing life my own way. Today, I give you your job back. Be my Savior, be my Lord, and be my God. I believe and declare that I am forgiven, that I am accepted, that I am clean, and that I am your child from this moment on. Change me from the inside out and help me to follow you for the rest of my days. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. Can we give God praise for all the wonderful people that have said today, Lord, you're my shepherd. As the worship team begin to lead us, I want you to lift your hands. I want you all around this auditorium to declare God, you can have your job back. You can have your job back. I yield. It's my joy to yield. It's my joy to surrender. Whatever you want to sing, my brother. For yours is the glory forever. Amen. Can we sing that together? Singing yours is the kingdom. Yours is the today you have CFTN in the palm of your hands you have Dr. Michael and Mary in the palm of your hands you have this wonderful team and staff and ministers in the palm of your hands I thank you of every church member in the palm of your hands father I thank you today we declare a canopy of your presence and peace to stretch way beyond our ability to navigate our future. And we joyfully surrender the rest of our days to following the great shepherd that you are. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. God bless you.